the streets of Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunnifle. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the best safety in the league, Jesse Bates, Jackpot Bo- Joey Burrow, the number two team in the country at the University of Cincinnati, Bearcats. How great is Cincinnati football right now? Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,397 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you haven't yet to subscribe to my channel, please do. Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberries. Hit the bell for the notification. Hit the subscription button. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Help me out. I'm trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chats, we're doing Super Chats. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing, 
Give me a super chat. Also, if you really want your comment read, it helps, especially when the chat is blowing up. It brings it nice, pretty colors, and I can see it. So make sure you hit that as well. And I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, I got to start the show out by giving a shout out to my good buddy, Bengal Jim. I am so happy for this guy. He got nominated today as the Cincinnati Bengals Fan of the Year nominee, well, well deserved. He's been a Bengals supporter for years, season ticket holder for years. He's got his own YouTube channel. And the even cooler thing is he's going to the Super Bowl. He's got two tickets to go to the Super Bowl. So, again, this is a great thing. Bengals reaching out to their fans, trying to take care of them, especially the loyal ones, the ones that have been there forever, and that's Jimmy. If anybody knows Jimmy, he's an awesome guy. Go check out his tailgate. And he'll be glad to come and say hi to you and talk to you. He's a great dude. Now, today I was down at practice, and these two people, and I wish I remembered their names. I feel bad if you guys are watching. I'm so sorry. I did not write down your names, and I am absolutely horrible at remembering people's names. But see that football in their hand? Well, apparently Jesse Bates threw that football up to them in Detroit. They went to the Detroit game to their son. So they brought the football down. Uh to see if they get Jesse Bates to sign it. And this week is his their son's birthday. So, of course, Jesse Bates being the awesome dude that he is, signed it. But happy birthday, Jesse Bates, 30. So, again, Bengals, players, the organization are just awesome. It's just it's just great that the, the, the way they reach out to fans now. Ring of Honor is going on. Fan of the year. Rule of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, Jimmy gets to be Rule of the Jungle, too, I think, week 17, which is awesome. And one more thing. Now, this is really kind of cool that Troy Blackburn did not have to do this. Uh, he was walking for practice. And I just said, hey, Troy, how you doing? He said, good. And I just said, hey, real quick. I said, uh, I said, uh, so please sign Jesse Bates. He stopped dead in his tracks and walked over to me and my buddy, Matty Myers. And he's like, hey, we want to sign him. I just want to let you guys know we want to sign him. He goes, now, this is from Troy Blackburn. He said that Jesse's representation decided they wanted to wait till next year, which makes sense. Salary cap goes up. Jesse Bates could get more money. I think Jesse Bates should be the highest paid safety in the league. So that's just news from Troy Blackburn that told me I'm just a fan, not reporting anything, just telling you what the man told me. But hopefully, I like I said, I think Jesse Bates is getting signed Uh in the offseason. I, I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Now, let's get to my guest today. He is Kieran. He's from Kieran's Corner. He was such a great guest. People loved listening to him and his Boston accent and how much he loves the University of Florida and how much he loves Ohio State. He is He's a huge fan. He's going by Gator Daddy now. Let's get to him. What's up, man? Uh, it's good to be back, man. And yeah, Gator Daddy up until Saturday, and that's when we play Old Piss. <laughs> Depending on how the game goes, you might see another name change. <laughs> well, I, I, I had to get you a new intro since you, she changed your name to Gator Daddy. So, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on again. I'm going to have you on again soon as well. So, that, more content for the fans. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's it's it was fun. Like I said, a lot of people 
really enjoyed your your your, your content and and also like I said, that Boston accent is just ridiculous. I mean, it's it's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 one of a kind. I'll tell you that. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty wicked accent. <laughs> Exactly, pretty wicked accents. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. All right, man, let's get into this thing here. We got the Ratbirds coming up. And the national narrative is starting to change. Uh, people are saying it's a coin flip game. That's what I, I'm hearing that a lot. And you and me were talking off air. And one thing I wanted to remind everybody, everybody remembers the last game last year where the Bengals folded up shop. They were done. Ratbirds came in and kicked their ass. But the first game last year, the defense – Held Lamar Jackson, I think, to like five yards rushing, I think. The problem was our offense completely sucked. I mean, they sacked, I think, Burrow like seven times. Yeah. My point is, if they can do that again with Lamar Jackson and our offense can actually score, which I think they're going to, I think we got a shot at this thing. There is no game that Cincinnati, uh, on your entire schedule this year, where I do not think you don't have a shot. With Joe Absolutely. Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, CJ, ooh, Zama. Ooh, the defense, you've got all these great guys on your team right now. There is no game that you, like last year, where you can go in and go, well, we're going to get smashed. It's not happening this year. No game. And I, look, Lamar Jackson's a tricky guy to play. You don't want to QB spy him every play because then you've got one less man in coverage and you're, you're taking a guy out of there. But when you've got great utility guys like Logan Wilson who are going to be able to potentially get in there, compete with Lamar Jackson's speed and stifle him, it's, it's you have a very, very good chance. That's what I'm saying. And and uh, Jack here wants to know, are you fr- are you British or are you actually from Boston? He's, he's kind of curious. I think he's confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm from South London, the beautiful place we call Brixton. Basically, the only place in the world where if you decide to go on a 24-hour bus overnight, you will get robbed by 15-year-olds with machetes. <laughs> so, London's a beautiful city. Just don't go on one of the overnight buses and you'll be completely fine. <laughs> I think if I go, I'm taking you with me so you can, you can tell me where to go where not to go. But yeah, we're, get back we're to safe in certain postcodes. There you go. Get back to, to the rappers here. But yeah, I, I agree exactly with what you're saying. I mean... I. I think it's going to be a close game either way. It's going to be a one or two score game. And I think it would be kind of cool if it came down to the field goal kickers, to be honest. The the, the GOAT versus the future GOAT is what I'm calling it. And hey, look, McPherson's earned that, earned that draft pick already. Absolutely. Already. Let's see. we got a super chat here from Dustin. Appreciate it, man. Uh, think, I think Wink will run more – I think I don't know who Wink is. I think Wink will run more. Oh, oh, I know uh, for the uh, defense coordinator for the uh, Rappers. Sorry, I'll try this again. I think Wink will run two more high and in the first half try to bring the blitzes as the game goes on. So opposite of what y'all are thinking, they will do. I he might because the thing is, if he blitzes, Joe Burrow is actually one of the best. Actually, statistically, he is the best quarterback at the blitz. I mean, quarterback rating-wise, what's your thoughts here? I think that's a very, very smart thing to do because that's what everyone's kind of expecting right now, blitz Joe Burrow. But then we've seen Joe Burrow has been one of the most effective quarterbacks in the league against the blitz this year. He 
people forget this at college his final year at lsu the greatest school on earth nflsu dbu whatever you want to call it his final year there he was one of the only quarterbacks in college football that year whose passer rating went up when he was being blitzed when he was under pressure when he was rolling out of the pocket he can still do that i know we know his knees not back to like full effectiveness which just makes how he's been playing even more ridiculous that right. he's not fully healed yet and he's not going to be until week 11 to, uh between week 11 and 13 yeah that i think they're gonna have to mix it up but the problem is you've got jamar chase man that dude's Absolutely. fast you even with two high safeties that then leaves you know boyd's gonna get across the middle of the field cj's gonna get open on pick routes and stuff it's your offense is such a problem. Uh, and the thing is with our offense, Karen, the thing is we haven't even, we just started scratching the surface of the offense. They just, and I, I, I call it unveiling Captain America, Chris Evans. I mean, he, I mean, after a first game, which you got to take it with a grain of salt, is only one game. To me, he looked better than uh, Geo. I mean, he that catch he made for his first touchdown, that's a wide receiver catch. I mean, mm -hmm. and he's already moved up to, to RB2. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for somebody to start double teaming Jamar, and that opens up T. That opens uh, opens up TB. Chris Evans is going to come out of the backfield. Hell, Joe Mixon's even even catching passes even more than he has before. So I, we haven't even scratched the surface of what this offense can do. Now we have to get off to a good start. And last week, I I think the offensive woes were penalties. You know, we got a couple first downs, got them taken away, and that stifled the drives. If you now if you're going to play. Baltimore, you cannot have any mental mistakes. They are too good of a team. You you got to be on point, play for play. You got to everybody's got to be doing the doing their job every single time because you know the Raptors are going to do it. So that that that's where the test is with this young team going against the Ravens is trying to make sure you don't have any mental mistakes. You don't have if the Bengals have no mental mistakes, I, I think we win this thing. Well, that's a big thing Zach Taylor's been preaching in in camp is discipline. We've seen it with Frank Pollock's come in. He's not gone to the offensive line and tried to teach them all like the most crazy, fancy finesse moves. He's he's drilling fundamentals. He's drilling, you know, be disciplined, know the basics, trust the basics. And that's what he's going to, that's what's been instilled in the rest of the team. Receivers, watch yourself as you come up the line. Watch your hands. Don't push off. Defensive backs. Watch your hands. Don't get too grabby. Guys over the middle of the field. Once again, just, you know, have some eye discipline. So the, the way this um, team is being coached is you can see such a difference between last year and this year. And it's not just the offensive line, but even guys who were there last year. Everyone's playing with a little bit more heat this year. Exactly. And I'm trying to get to some of the comments here. Um Let's see. Oh, yeah. Natty, Natty had one here. He said, the only reason it beat us so badly last year is the Bengals had less ta less talent than the Ravens. Yeah, and the Bengals were really injured last year, too. And that's the thing. They, they've got a lot more talent, especially on this defense. And I keep, and I keep talking about the defense of Lou and Aruma because they hit on so many guys. I was just talking to one of my buddies on the phone before we came on the show here. I mean, uh, Trey, Trey Henderson. Complete game changer. He 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 has got five sacks, five and a half sacks. That's as many as the whole team had last year. Cheetah Bay Wujie is playing like a number one cornerback. You you stole BJ Hill from the Giants. Larry Ogunjobi has been a godsend to us. 
I mean, it's it's just player after player after player that are just making play after play after play. And and I, I've said this on the show every day this week. I don't care what the Bengals say. This defense was built to stop one person and one person only, and that is Lamar Jackson. Because Lamar Jackson could be the best player in football right now. I mean, he, he is playing that good. But I think this defense is, is designed to stop him. I think they're going to be able to maybe not stop him. I won't say stop, but they can slow him down enough that this offense gets cooking. We, we, we definitely have a shot. Yeah, it's it's tough as well because so before Lamar Jackson got drafted, me, Tom Brady, a lot of smart and handsome men said that he was he, so he, he he was probably one of the best quarterbacks in that draft, and not for the same reasons like Josh Allen is because I think Josh Allen is is, is shown as the best pure quarterback, he's the best passer, but Lamar Jackson has so many different nuances to his game, so many ways he can attack you. He is incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And this, I think, will probably be your hardest matchup of the year because when you play like Aaron Rodgers or or Patrick Mahomes, you know you've just got to, you know, keep the coverage good, get some pressure. That doesn't work with Lamar Jackson. He's so uh, escapable. He's so Mm -hmm. agile. He can do wonders outside of the pocket and he looks like he's jogging up the field but he's running (laughs) incredibly fast almost runs like randy moss in the way that he just takes big long strides so he doesn't look fast but no no, 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 watch what watch what you say that we can't compare him to a running back because that that that's bad you know because all the all the ravens fans and espn will jump all over you so you know i might get clipped out of context by a uh, beat reporter just like uh, logan wilson uh, did yeah great job there great journalism from whoever the fuck that was um Yeah, he 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 takes these big long strides, so he doesn't look fast, but he is. He, he's really covering ground really fast. And guys like Logan Wilson are going to be so so effective Absolutely, because his side to side speed is great. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to try and just come barreling down on Lamar Jackson, that big corn fed white dude from Wyoming. Uh, he's going to just barrel down on him and try and lay a hit on him because that's how you're going to have to beat Lamar Jackson. You're going to have to make him pass. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you give Lamar Jackson credit, and that's what I've said all the time is you got to make him be a passer. He's been a, a very – a more accurate – not very, but a more accurate passer this year than he ever has been in, in his, his career. So he's getting better at that. But that's still – I'll take my chances with that than him running around and trying to make plays here. Let's get to some of the uh, comments here. You guys are blowing it up. I love it. Gitlow says – if we keep the Ravens under 22 points, we will win. Yeah, I, I that well that that means that the the Bengals need to score. Honestly, the Bengals they could this offense if they do their jobs can score on anybody. If they they and I know the Ravens have a very good defense, we could score on them. Jamar Chase, the the deep balls to Jamar Chase, you can't stop those when they, when Joe is throwing it perfectly because it's not like Jamar like well, the one last week. He, he had like one, maybe two strides on him, and he dropped it right in on him. I don't care who it is. You can't stop that. There's no, that ball is right there. Jamar had a little bit on him. I mean, it was like, you know, that much. You, that's an unstoppable play. And that's where I'm kind of surprised that they haven't double teamed him yet. When that is going good, that opens up so much stuff. And that's what I'm saying. You can have a really good defense. If the Bengals have that in their, in their back pocket and they can pull it out almost anytime they want, which is what it seemed like, this season right now that's an unstoppable play right there and and you've got so many guys that they have to stop because while you've got Lamar going deep you've also got guys like Boyd 
T Higgins, um, even Trent and Irwin and CJ Uzama in certain situations. This Bengals offense, man, is tough. And we saw when Joe hit that 70-yard bomb in the Green Bay game, they can even give him five or six seconds to throw in some cases. And Joe can navigate that pocket perfectly. His pocket presence is unreal. Uh, And not many teams have been able to stop you scoring. Look at when you were down against the Jags. And now I know people go, well, it's the Jags. It's Mm -hmm. still professional football. And you went out in the second half of a game down by a bunch of points and you scored on every single drive of the second half. So this team, you can't stop this Bengals offense. You have to ball on your offense as well. And if if the Bengals, you know, if you'd only need three or four stops, essentially this game, mm-hmm. if you can do that, that's a win for you because you know you're going to put up points. So... As long as the Bengals just keep the ball in front of them and play smart, this is a very, very winnable game. And I don't think a lot of us would have said that last year. Oh, no, absolutely not. Now, I want to get back to a, a point you made up there is, is uh, Joey's, Jack by Joey's uh, pocket presence. And and I've heard, and not to keep banging on the guy, but Andrew, whatever the hell his name is from Pro Football Focus, he is not high on Joe Burrow's pocket pres- presence. He says he doesn't step up enough. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, what are you talking about? Because, the one he played, he talks about last week is where, I mean, Joe, they, the Bengals missed the blitz, the straight blitz that went right to Joe Burrow. Nobody blocked it. Joe missed it. He turned and ran. And that's where the guy's like, well, he should have, you know, stepped up in the pocket. Well, the thing is, Joe still thinks it's college. And he thinks he can, he can outrun him. That's, to me, that's, that happens so fast. I don't know if it's pocket presence. It's more of just a, 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 a missed pickup on the blitz and, and not more, not more a pocket presence. I mean, some of the stuff that these guys are, or critiquing Joe on is, I just think it's a little ridiculous to be honest. I mean, he's still coming back from a knee injury. So he's, I don't think he's ever going to be a completely a hundred percent this year. I mean, just because of the, the major knee surgery he's had, but what, what's your thoughts on Joe's pocket presence compared to last year and this year and moving forward? It looks a lot more comfortable this year. Um, just like, like we've seen a lot more this year. He's, the guys have built a pocket where if you've got blitzers coming around like the backside of him, he can step up, he can maneuver a little bit, he can get a little bit more comfortable in there. So the, this is it goes back to the Panay Sewell thing because that really annoyed me. They're like, yeah, draft a tackle when we need guards. That makes so much sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Joe, Joe is, you know, he is stepping up. He is making those throws. Um I still think because his knees not 100% though he maybe is a little bit wary of getting hit and maybe is getting rid of the ball a little bit quickly sometimes but he's he's never made you know he had that interception last week against the Lions which wasn't really his fault he just threw a ball a little bit too high and it got tipped I'm not going to do what um Patrick Mahomes mum did and try and say that that interception shouldn't have been recorded in his name because you know I'm actually a logical football fan, but <laughs> he's looked a lot better than last year in terms of how he's been able to stand up in that pocket. And I think some of it is the offensive line, but I think some of it is now him knowing, yeah, these guys hit harder, but I know how that feels now. We saw <laughs> when he came out at the beginning of the season at practices and stuff, people were saying he looked a little bit hesitant, but the second he took a first hit at that Vikings game, he was back to he's normal good. and firing on all cylinders like it was nothing. That's what I think. All right, let's get to some of the comments here. Uh, Tony says our safeties had to ball out. Bates could earn a contract 
with this game. Yeah, and, and I, one thing about the safety, I love the three safety look. I love it because it puts, I think it puts Von Bell in the best position to make plays. I think it really frees up Jesse Bates as well. So I, I think that's a big key to this team as well against the uh, against the Rappers this year. And Nick says he's got a bold prediction. Jamar goes for 200 yards. I'll take that. And Natty says here, when they played Baltimore last year, they held LT in check for the first half. Then defense got tired because the offense couldn't move the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I said. I mean, the offense didn't do anything last year against them. And then Tony's got another thing about Lamar here. Said honestly, believe Lamar holds himself back to get his team the ball, and he gives that up in the second half. There. Well, the thing is, Tony Lamar Jackson is their team. I mean, he he is everything. I mean, mean, because I was – I'm not going to say I was happy. I'm never happy that anybody gets injured. But when they had their their two running backs go down and then I think a DB went down. Lost their first-round draft pick, the – not first-round draft pick, second-round draft pick, the uh, wide receiver. Yeah, when all those guys went down. I'm not not saying I was happy, but I'm like, okay, that's good for the Bengals. I think maybe the the Raptors aren't going to be as good as everybody thought they were. Well, Lamar stepped up in every freaking game. So I, I kind of don't agree with you. I mean, Lamar balls out the whole time. He Yes, does he hit to a, a second gear or another level that other players don't have? Yes, I think that's what it is. He doesn't really hold back. He's here, and then he goes, okay, we got to win this game, and he can go to here. That's what great players do. And, I mean, hey, I'm going to give Lamar Jackson credit. He's he's a great player. So, I mean, there's it's going to take a, a – Yolman's effort to 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 beat these guys, but if the Bengals want to get to where they want to go, which is eventually Super Bowl, you got to beat these teams. You got to you got to do it. Yeah, and the comments are saying right now, keep Lamar predictable, and that's a very very smart thing to do. And that's where Logan Wilson is going to come into play. Now, uh, in my coaching brain. I don't always like having a QB spy because I feel like it can take some away from the coverage. But if you just keep Logan Wilson over the middle, let him drift in and out of zones a little bit, I think he is going to be the key because we've seen he's got hands. We know he can make picks. He he took a few balls off Ben Roethlisberger. Beautiful to watch. If you just keep him over the middle, let him decide if he wants to blitz, sit back, you know, whatever he wants to do, his football IQ and his intuitiveness is at a level where I would trust him as a coach. Um, and I think he's going to be that real big key. Of course, guys like Jesse Bates are going to be in play when Lamar Jackson's throwing. But when you're just like trying to keep him contained, I think Logan Wilson is going to make a huge difference this weekend. Absolutely. And, and let's be honest, the reason Logan Wilson and, and all the linebackers were drafted last year was to stop Lamar Jackson. That's the mm-hmm. whole the whole reason they got him. All right. Another uh, super chat from Dustin Croft. Appreciate it, man. Uh, this game will come down to how our O-line performs, plain and simple. Pressure can wreck any game plan. Ravens D pressure is just different. I, no, I agree with you. It's different. And one thing, I, I, I agree with everything you said there. They are, they are something different. But the good thing is Joe Burrow has already seen this defense not the same kind of pressure not the same kind of talent but he's already seen the scheme this year in jacksonville he saw it last year playing against him for the first time joe i think is going to be more ready for it 
this year than, than Justin Herbert was last week. Justin Herbert never seen it before. So, yes, you, there is a different type of pressure. You are right. And it's going to be a big test. I'm not saying this is not a big test. So this is a huge test for the Bengals and Joe Burrow to moving forward. But I really do think that they're they're made for this. And I think Joe Burrow has kind of marked us down as, you know, I want to go prove I can play with the best, you know, and, and beat the best defense. And if you're going to win the AFC North, you got you got to be able to beat uh, blitz happy defenses. That's for sure. And that's that oh, Athens, Ohio spirit for you. This guy, he's been, he spent his high school career being told, you're not good enough. And then he gets to Ohio State and he's told, you're not good enough. And then his first year at LSU, the media says, you're not good enough. He throws 60 touchdowns. He goes first overall. And now people are finally waking up. Come on, man. Joey's going to go out there with an axe to grind and a chip on his shoulder. And he gets a big statement win this weekend. Rest of the media better take notice because yeah. Joey is here to stay. Boom, baby. Exactly. Now I want to tell you, uh, if you guys are ever interested in the Jackpot Joey stuff, go to jackpotjoey9.com. Portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. And we were talking to him a little bit as he walked in. He, I honestly have to practice. He looked wore out. I think he's, he was out there busting his ass. He was wore out. But we got a, a $300 donation or check, I should say, going to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So thank you to everybody who has bought some uh, Jackpot Joey stuff and just keep supporting it. And uh, like I said, it goes to a good good cause. Some people are upset that not every single dollar goes to <laughs> the charity, but some of it does. And so either way, go check it out, jackpotjoey9.com. Oh, real quick, I want to put this out there too, which Karen, maybe if you're – well, you got you to do notes on Sunday. But this Sunday we are going to be at Scoreboard – on Bridgetown Road, and I got the address somewhere. Um, doing a Jackpot Joey Strawberry Ice Watch Party, and it is here. It is. It's thirty-seven eighty-three Shady Lane Road in Bridgetown, Ohio. So we'll be getting there. Uh, I'll be getting there about eleven thirty or so. And Maddie Myers will be there. We we'll have some Jackpot Joey stuff. I might be. I might do a little live show. We'll see how it goes. But if you guys want to come hang out and. Watch the Bengals whoop up on the Ratbirds. Check out scoreboard. Shady Lane. Be there. Or be square. <laughs> that's kind of old. That's like my, my parents saying that stuff. That's an old, old uh, saying. All right, Nick says, on paper, the Ratbirds are 5-1. and one. In reality, they should be 3-3. Three and three, Which, I mean, I don't know about 3-3, three and three, but I know that, that Detroit game they shouldn't have won. <laughs> where you hit the 66-yard field goal. Because After a delay of game penalty that was completely missed. Exactly. And that still drives me nuts. I'm like, seriously? Anyway, all right, let's see here. Get low. I think Mike Hilton will have a good game if Lou lets him look roam free. Yeah. And that's I think Mike Hilton has been a, a godsend for us. I think he – I haven't – he's come out on blitz, blitzes, but I haven't seen him just blast somebody yet. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for him to come out and just drill somebody. Hopefully – Hopefully Lamar Jackson will be it. That, that that would be awesome to see him. But uh, what's your thoughts on on uh, on Hilton and how, how he's uh, been doing this year? It's been all right. I I didn't have great expectations of him going into the season because I don't like to lump expectations on people unless they're on a team that you know is going to be great. Now I knew the Bengals were going to be good. I didn't know they were going to be this good. Um, so I sort of tempered my expectations on a lot of players, just like, you know, 
another year where everyone's going to grow and develop and, and and keep going. But he he's played very very good this year. Yeah, Tony's got a, a message for you here. I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about. He said, I just noticed your ah, that's what he's talking about. See, I'm showing my age. Head cannons. Okay, I call them yeah. headphones. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're a razor pair. I've had them ah. about three years now. And they were a little bit expensive when I bought them, but they, they've they've done a good job over the past few years, and I still use them to game with. There you go. I, I just got the little little earbuds. That's a little cheap earbuds. That's all I got. So. I, I just like them because they got the uh, stripes, kind of like the Bengals. Yeah, that's badass. I, I might have to get them. All right, Tim says, Joe loves pressure and handles it well. Exactly. We've talked about that already on the show. That I, I wish I had the percentages of what he is on, on the Blitz, but he is very, very good. On blitz, I mean, he said it in the Jacksonville game. You can't zero me. <laughs> so all, all I know is he's got the highest QBR out of any quarterback in the league in the red zone, and that's where it matters. And that's the thing too is the Bengals have done a really good job of scoring in the red zone in general. I mean, if it's not a touchdown, it's a field goal. They they get in the red zone. I think they've I think they've scored every time. I I, I think I, I don't know that for a fact. But I know it's pretty dang on close. There hasn't been too many times where they got the red zone and they haven't come away with some points. And that let's just look at last year. I mean, we had our time even getting to the red zone last year. There you go. Tim Tim says 87%. Yeah. Crazy, crazy efficient team. And that is uh, uh, look, as much as people will try and disparage you for saying, oh, you've allowed this many points or you've only beaten teams by this many scores, that's not what matters. What matters is that you're efficient. You are making the most of every single opportunity that you get, which is realistically what matters the most. Exactly. All right. Quote great here says, excuse me, if the Bengals keep Lamar predictable, we have a significant chance of winning. Zach Taylor and the players will have to have a ball out as well. Have to or have to ball out as well. Yeah. I, I mean, you you, you got to contain Lamar Jackson somewhat. You know that you, you can't let him go nuts. You let him go nuts, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be over. But one thing I, I want to kind of transition here into some Bearcat conversation. But I, I'm comparing the the Bengals to the Bearcats here, and, and as far as the competition, because the Bengals people are saying, okay, yeah, who have you beaten? You know, you've beaten the bad Squealers team. You you beat a terrible Lions team. You know. Yada, yada, yada. The Bearcats, like, oh, who have you beaten? Now we beat Notre Dame, and we broke their 22-game home winning streak. We beat Indiana. Now, unfortunately, they haven't done so well since we beat them. It, it, but but both instances, the national narrative is changing. I mean, Cincinnati is, is number two in the country. Now, these standings don't really matter all that much right now because it really counts when the pro football – or excuse me, the college football playoff uh, rankings come out. But – if they're number two in the AP, they're going to be, I think, in the top four when the college full playoff comes out with the rankings because they're generally pretty damn close to what the AP is, at least the first one is. Yeah, you guys have been so great this year. And obviously, you smashed the back ass out of UCF this weekend. And it was... Honestly, a little bit crazy to watch. Like, I didn't think you put up that many points. And then you had Jerome Ford go for 189 yards and four touchdowns. Montgomery had 95 yards. McClelland had another 20. You were just... Look, Desmond Ridder didn't look great. He always did what he always did, which was 
He starts out really, really slow, but then he heats up as he the game up. goes on for a lovely touchdown um, as well. To the guy I was telling everyone to look out for, Alex Pierce, nice. um, you just looked great. It's just getting out of that slow start because if you can get out of that slow start funk, you have a massive – because your defense is disgusting. Oh, dude, we, we at least four guys or five guys got to play on Sunday on defense, just, just on defense alone. The only reason UCF – put up 21 points is because you were scoring so quickly. That's literally <laughs> it. They had so many opportunities because you were scoring so fast. If your defense can stay as it is, you are, you have the 12th best defense in the nation right, right now, which, by the way, is the second best defense in the top 10. The only one better is Georgia with the second best uh, defense in the nation. Mm -hmm. So... If you can just stay playing as you are and then make sure Desmond Ritter is not starting as slow, you have a very, and I'll, I'll do a British line for everyone, you have a bloody good shot at winning this damn national championship. Bloody hell yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't think I did it right, but okay. But either way, yeah, and that's, people ask me a lot here, do you think we can beat Alabama? Do you think we can beat Georgia? I don't know, <laughs> but I know we can play with them. That defense will, will 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 play with anybody. And the interesting thing, and I gotta give props to Georgia fans because they're coming out in support of the Bearcats. I've seen a lot of them tweet me out and saying, "You let's run it back next year. Let's do the you know this year. Let's do the Peach Bowl again. But let's do it for the whole whole damn thing." And you know, I think Georgia wants to go out. Uh, fans go out and prove that you know it was a fluke that we played so good against them. But still, they're they're with us. That they they they're giving us props because they know they played us. They know we're good. You know, and and the two teams, Georgia and Cincinnati, they're basically the same teams. They they lost. Well, actually, Cincinnati, I don't think they lost anybody. Um, and nobody important anyway. Georgia might have lost a player here too, but it's Georgia. They can you know just retool. But yeah, you'd have the number one and number two defenses going against each other. And for what you're saying, Desmond Ritter has got to get off to better starts because when we play in the playoff game or big bowl game or whatever it is, and we go against one of the big boys. He has to start off good. We cannot start off slow, or we could get could get our doors blown off. Yeah, you have to start strong. You have to make a statement in those games, especially against these bigger teams, SEC teams. Some of them think they're going to come in and bully these group of five teams. The first thing you need to do is put a bomb on them, a touchdown the end zone. You say, hey, I'm not the type of guy you fuck around with. Try and take my lunch money. I'll kick you in the dick and take yours. And that's what Cincinnati needs to do when they get to the damn playoffs this year. God, I love you. <laughs> that is awesome. But, hey, uh, tell everybody real quick about your, your – uh, you got some stuff coming up. You're, you're going to do some deep dives on Sauce and on uh, Desmond Ritter. Is that true? Yeah, so I am very excited. Um, like I mentioned last show, the full10yards.com NFL scouting guide is coming out again next April. I have the quarterbacks and cornerbacks to be doing. So I'm going to be watching hours and hours of film on Desmond Ritter and Source Gardner. And then uh, next week, at some point, me and you are going to be doing a show over on the Full 10 Yards Network. And we're probably going to, you know, maybe take a look at a Cincinnati um, mock draft and then take a little bit of a look at Source, take a little bit of a look at Desmond Ritter, see where these guys fall into the draft. Um but yeah, if if you want to come over, my Twitter's right there. Twitter's right there. You can come follow me, and then head over to uh, at full ten yards and at full ten yards CFB, and then full ten yards We've got a lot of interesting articles. 
a lot of interesting articles about the Bengals, about Source, about Ridder. And then as we move over into draft season, as the season winds up, you are going to see nothing but Bearcats and Bengals material from me. Yeah, baby. That's why I like you. And you're on the west side. Best side, baby. Now, exactly. I had a guy on yesterday from the Inquiry, Cincinnati.com, uh, Keith Jenkins, and he was uh, did an article about uh, the question he posed, and I think the answer is yes. Uh, does Cincinnati have the two best cornerback uh, tandem in the country with Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant? I think they do. I actually think Kobe has a shot of being a late first-round pick. I know he's going to be a second-round pick, but there's a shot. I think he could be a, a late first-round. What's, what's your thoughts on Kobe? I haven't seen as much of him as I've seen Sauce, but a very, very talented guy. Now, I do agree with this statement. Now, three weeks ago, when Stingley and Eli Ricks were both healthy, I would have disagreed. Right. But but now two of the best corners in the, you know, Sauce is the second best corner in the country for me. And I know right. a lot of Stingley. people have him first. A lot mm -hmm. of my good friends have him first. A lot of my colleagues have him first. Um, and Kobe is widely overlooked because no, Sauce is on the team. Right. It, it's so easy to be overlooked as a fair, look how long JC Jackson from my New England Patriots was overlooked for because he was playing opposite Stefan Gilmore. Right. So, yeah, it, it's Kobe, I think, could easily just sneak into the early second round. A team who said, a team who's actually evaluated him properly and said, hey, we need a, a young corner who's an absolute stud athlete. Let's go ahead and get Kobe. Exactly. So how many, how many, in your opinion, as of right now, how many Bearcats do you think are going to be drafted off of the team or potential? I think there's at least seven, I think, that could get drafted throughout the throughout the draft. It, it could be as low as four, but as high as ten. Ooh, ten. There you go. It's a, it, it, it's a pretty big swing, but you've got so many talented guys on this team and then guys who, you know, we're not sure if they're going to declare – yet or not, but you've got guys like, you know, Alec Pierce who uh, could go and could easily be picked up by a team in need of something like that, and a lot of late-round guys who, but I think you have a, like, when it comes to, like, UDFAs after the season over, mm -hmm. I think I think you're looking at as high as 13. Oh, wow, there you go. A cool to great says, Bengals draft, Tyler Lim Limbaum and a guard, and, and Kobe Bryant, a cornerback. Sounds good to me. I'll take that. Uh, you, he also you need a corner, so that's yeah. And I think and people ask me that. Uh, you know, everybody always wants to talk about mock drafts or they I'm, I'm not big on mock drafts this time of year right now. It's kind of it's still kind of hard. But I mean, just looking at what the Bengals need, um, I think they're going to draft a cornerback. I think that's going to be the position if if they're there. If the guy they have is there, and and there's a lot of thoughts that since Stingley is injured. You know, and that he might drop, which I don't know if that's going to happen because he's still he's got, there's still tape out there of what how he's he can so play. talented that even an injury doesn't right really affect his draft stock. Look, we saw it with Nick Bosa. Well, look, didn't look affect at Jamar. his draft I mean, stock. Yeah, Jamar Chase sat out a whole year and he was number five, so I don't really think it's going to affect him that much. To be to be honest, there's too much tape out there. He's he's too good of an athlete. And he's, I do agree. I, I think he is probably the number one quarterback in the draft and sauce number two, which uh, it's still not, not bad. I'll, I'll take that. The University of Cincinnati Bearcats had the number two cornerback uh, coming out of college. Uh, that, that, but but even then, like I said, it is literally viewer's choice at this point because sauce 
does a lot of things different to Derek Stingley. Like Derek Stingley is a guy who's very surgical. He's very deliberate and he's very precise. Whereas Sauce is a guy who, although he can do that, he likes to play very physical and he likes to put his hands on dudes. So they're two very different style of corners, but you will basically get the same end result, which is lockdowns and picks. Exactly. Now let's let's get to Saturday's game here, and it's going to be a very, very tight game. I don't know if the, the Bearcats are going to be able to pull it out here against Navy. You know, it's and that is completely t- tongue-in-cheek. I think it's going to be a blowout just like the other ones have been. And, and unfortunately, it has to be a blowout. That's what I've said. they got to blow everybody out. But, I mean, what what is – I don't know. Does Navy have a shot? <laughs> what, what would Navy have to do to even compete with UC? Look, never overlook any team because that's right. when you drop a game. And mm-hmm. Navy certainly could beat you. Do I see it happening? No, because this Cincinnati team, they don't take anything for granted. They don't take anyone lightly and they train as hard as they would for like Austin P as they would against... Um, you know, a bigger team like Georgia or Notre Dame. So exactly. I look Navy are going to come in and they're going to do what they always do. They're going to play hard. They're a service school. That's what they do. They run the ball damn hard. They've got a lot of tough players and they're always a very competent football team. Cincinnati has too much firepower for them. You've got two great corners. Like you said, some solid linebackers, Desmond Ritter, I'm pretty sure could launch a ball out of the stadium if he could be bothered to. So it's, it's, it's 0.1% that they win. Right. But this is a game that Cincinnati needs to say, Hey, look, we're not taking anyone lightly. We are still going to play our asses off and we are still the team you expect us to be. We're number two for a damn reason. Yeah, and that, that's one thing I, I've said about this team. That the pressure, no matter who the Bearcats are playing, the pressure is on them, not only to win the game, but to blow them out because they have to consistently blow everybody out on their schedule to prove to everybody that they are the best team out of the non or the, the, the group of five schools. You know? Yeah, the, these teams have nothing to lose going into right. these games. And, yeah, they, the they pressure is on Cincinnati, and so far you've been handling it. We saw it against UCF. We saw it against Temple. And a game where I think the pressure was on you spectacular amounts just because of how well you performed last year, the Notre Dame game, you handled mm-hmm. it perfectly. Uh, and you need to keep doing that going forward. And I think, you know, look, Luke Fickle has said this, and I love this. It was He said it, and I just wanted to, like, run for a wall. Where he said, "I'm I'm building a program, not a team," and, exactly. and I believe in that. Exactly, and I mean proof is in the pudding. I mean, look look what he's done since since he's been here. And I agree with you. The, the pressure was on the Notre Dame because hell, we've been looking forward to that game for two years since they signed. Exactly, you know that's the one we were like, "Oh, we have," you know. And that's sorry, that's the way Bearcat the scheduling has been with a stupid conference we've been in. We're like, "Oh, we got somebody that we can go look who we played. Look, look, you know, we beat them, you know." And, and that's exactly what we've been doing. Hell, I've been doing it the whole time. We beat Notre Dame. So, I mean, I've been doing it for when Kentucky fans come after me before they got their asses whooped by Georgia and said that, you know, we beat the, the Kentucky beat UC. I'm like, um, did you see us play Georgia? I mean, they're they're pretty good. And it took them a you know, 50-something-yard field goal to, to beat us. So, yeah, and that's what Bearcat fans, like it or not, that's what we do because when you're a Bearcat football fan and you actually have beaten – Big name teams, or at least played with them, you got to point to that because you, you sure as hell can't point to, oh, hey, 
We beat we beat um, uh, Central Florida and, and we, we beat Houston and we beat you know uh, all these other teams. Like that's that doesn't mean anything if you're you go in and you beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame and you went to the Peach Bowl and you had the damn game won if they don't kick a freaking field goal. Anyway. And, and this is just part of the revival of Cincinnati sports that we're seeing. And I don't want to say it's ever since Joe Burrow arrived, but you know what I mean. There's some correlation going on there. Yeah. But 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 the, you know. Bengals, you're going to be great for years to come. Bearcats, you're going to be great to come. Shit, we might even see the Reds crack a playoff oh game too. God. Castellanos is just godlike. I'm only, I'm only just learning about baseball, but my God, what a human being that that, that man is. Um, oh, they got to sign. His, I got a jersey right, right, up, right up here. I, I love that dude. And I hope to God they sign him. And I'm going uh, to do a little bit of Red Sox. I, I hate. I hope the Reds do something this offseason to, to because they still have a good team. And, Rookie and of the year, Jonathan India. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's going to cost them some money to keep uh, Cassianos, but we'll see what happens. And Vato still bangs. Do. What's that? And Vato still bangs. Yes, Vato still. Well, that that's the thing, dude. Vato, like he is hitting for power this year, like he did back in his MVP year in twenty. Uh, I think it's 2010. And he hasn't been able to do that. He completely did a complete swing change, which is hard as hell to do. And he did it, and he was extremely successful at it. So that's good moving forward. But the Reds, they got to fix this bullpen. They got to get a right-handed power bat. And they got to figure out something at third base because we got two guys, Moose, who can't stay healthy. You got Gina Suarez, who can't hit. Well, he can hit, but not like, like he was. I don't know what they're going to do there because you got two third basemen. Neither one of them can play shortstop, <laughs> and we got a rookie shortstop. But I think it's going to be in there. And who's going to? What's going to happen at center field? What are they going to do with Nick Castellanos? I'm hoping they do something. I mean, I am holding my breath that they will, but I'm not counting on it. I hope I'm wrong. We'll see. And that, that that's just part of it, man. Cincinnati sports is back. They're here to stay. It's incredible. If if you were in the Queen City right now and you're a sports fan, unless you're a Squealers or a Ratsbirds fan or a Clowns fan, you should be very, very excited about what you're seeing. Exactly. And then we got we got FC Cincinnati, which like I told you before, I don't I don't really follow soccer all that much. Uh, you're gonna try to educate me on that. Yeah. The the coach you just got rid of, Yap Stam, a man who I have personal experience with, but we can go into that um another time. <laughs> Look, it's tough, man. It's tough building an MLS team. So, like I said, we we, we can talk about um, FCC off air because uh, <laughs> I we'll, think we'll I might that. get. We'll do that for the pub when we're, when we're at the pub pub drinking. Yeah, exactly. We we can uh, sit down and discuss a plan. Maybe we can email them. <laughs> there you go. I'll get a, a comment here from McCord Great talking about Stingley. He said Stingley and Chase practicing against each other will be fire. Absolutely, that's ironing sharpening ironing right there. Chris says Burrow is going to, I think, steal Lamar's MVP momentum this Sunday. Who day? Sounds good to me. And Chris says, just like to say, go Broncos, beat the Clowns. Exactly. And I want to bring this up that that Chris brought up the Clowns here. How interesting is it that Baker Mayfield is not starting tonight, and the line only moved one point? <laughs> they're, they're missing their starting quarterback, and it only moved one point. Okay, do you, to, do you want me to tell you who they are missing this weekend? Yeah. Mayfield, Chubb, OBJ, Landry, Conklin, 
Clowney, Garrett, Green, Jackson, McDowell, McKinley, Newsom, Njoku, Smith, Tretter, Ward, Greedy, Wills, and Wilson. That's it? Oh, hell, that's, I win. They're all starters, by the way. I know. No. They're missing their two starting corners, their starting quarterback, their two best receivers, two of their running backs because no one's sure if Hunt's healthy. They're missing a tight. It's just crazy. The Broncos are probably going to beat the piss out of them, if I'm being completely honest. The, the Broncos should, but I mean, I, I had a conversation with like, again with my buddies on the phone, and he's like, oh, the Broncos are pretty good. I'm like, I think the Broncos suck ass, to be honest. I don't, nothing gets the Broncos, but I don't think they're that, that good of a team. Uh, now, 3-0 start, they got hella cocky. Right, exactly. And now the clowns are extremely injured. And, and again, I'm not rooting for anybody to be injured, but hopefully they'll be that injured when we, we play them here in a couple weeks. That, that would be nice. But I, but I, I just I, – I think it should be a Broncos win, which – put this way, that puts us – that put us up two games on the clowns. If – excuse me, when we beat the Rappers, put us a game up on them. Dude. The future is bright. The, the the vision is there for for the Bengals taking. And one thing people keep talking about the Bengals schedule. And I want to. I'm I'm not trying to toot my own horn about my schedule prediction. But I just want to bring up the schedule here and how it's not. I don't think the second half is a gauntlet as much as we thought it was going to be. You know, because you got the Jets, Browns, Browns. Got Jets next week. That's that's not that bad. They got, they got the Clowns, and if they're still as injured as they are, that could very easily be a win. They got, they got the bye week. Then you got the Raiders. With all their stuff going on with the coach, and they got the squealers and they suck. The Chargers, hell, the Raptors just showed us how to beat them. The Sucky Niners, they're not as good as we thought they were going to be. I just said what I thought about the Denver Broncos. I don't think they're that good. Then you got the Raptors again, which I do think they're legit. I think they're good. I and I got us beating Kansas City. I think Kansas City is beatable. I really do. And then you got the Browns again. So I mean, is Kansas our schedule City don't have a defense, and that that's that's where you guys are really going to have to take advantage. Is you are going to have to. It's hard to win a shootout with Lamar with not Lamar Jackson, sorry Patrick Mahomes, but yes. you guys have the firepower to do that, and your defense is also way better than theirs. So that's you can actually just say, yeah, I think our defense is better than theirs, and that that's the thing. That's what's keeping us in these games, and it's just so cool is how good our defense is. But if you look at that schedule. I don't think it's as much of a gauntlet as everybody thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Now, do I think they're going to go 11-5? I don't know. That's what I predicted. I did that back in June when the schedule came out. But I think they have a shot. I think they have a chance to beat – they have a chance to beat every team they play on the schedule. They match up with everybody. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think it's – and that bodes well. And that's why, to me, this is such a huge – this could be such a huge win because you got in front of these guys and you're 2-0 in the division – Dude, the division is there for for the Bengals to take it. They just got to go grasp grasp that golden ring, and and I think it starts this Sunday. Yeah, it's look you you do have tough games on the schedule. I'm not going to beat around. Oh the no, bush, I'm not saying any of them are easy. I, they I don't, they don't are yes, winnable yeah. games. There is mm-hmm. every single game, like I said earlier, is winnable for the Bengals this season. You are going to take at least one more loss this season. That's for oh, sure, yeah. but. I think you could win still every single game going in, man. It's like, and, and the hardest team you've got to face on paper is, you know, Kansas City Chiefs. They are a, an amazing team, but mm-hmm. without them having a defense, you have an advantage in that game. And the fact that your defense can get stops. Exactly. And that's just, that's my point. I'm, I wasn't saying any, I'm not saying any of these games are easy. None of them 
are going to be e- easy ones. The NFL schedule, NFL teams are, are hard to win, and these are some of the upper echelon teams. But I just think they're winnable. I mean, I you know, hell, the freaking uh, Sports Illustrated predicted the Bengals to win two games or three games or whatever it was. I'm like, which I hope that I hope, I hope whoever wrote that column got fired. Yeah, I mean, that was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's no way in hell they're only going to win that many games. If Joe Burrow's healthy and his team is relatively healthy, which is exactly what's happening, we're going to win. I think, we're, like I said, we're going to win more games than we lose. I mean, I, realistically, I thought we could win nine to 10 games. Yes, my orange sunglasses prediction is 11 and six, but hey, it's looking good so far. <laughs> yeah, that or- those orange sunglasses, uh, you know, might not be as orange tinted as you think. Or I'm just really smart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Natty said, Jeff, last year we could not say that the Bengals had the talent to compete with everyone on the schedule. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And I, I said that a lot last year when we were getting our ass kicked by these other teams with Joe Burrow. I said they're more talented than we are. It's just a fact. I, I said that last year. But this year, I, I we are. We are as – I'm not going to say we're more talented because I don't know if we're more talented – then, like, if the Browns are healthy, they're more talented than we are. If the Ravens are healthy, they're more talented than we are. But we are up there with them. We are as talented as them. And that's 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 starting the ball rolling to getting to where all of us Bengals fans want to get to. you got to have talent. It's amazing how smart coaches look when they have talent. I mean, look at Lou Anarumo. I mean, I was hard on him, harder on him than anybody last year. He got talent. He got guys to buy into it. Defense and I can't I can't stop talking about the defense. This defense looks really really good. I really like it a lot. So and, and it's important for you to strike now while mm-hmm. the Browns are so hampered with injury. Yes. Stack up some wins so you are competing with the Ravens for the conference title for the uh, AFC North title, and then the Browns have to play catch up, and you put yourselves in a very very good position to go to the playoffs this year. Exactly. That's why I, as I keep going back, this is a this could be a huge win. Makes us two and zero in division. It would put us if the Browns or the Clowns lose tonight, uh, put us two up on them. Put us one up on the Rappers. I, you know, it's huge. All right, Ken says, and I agree with him. We have high effort guys that play on this as a team. Exactly, and that's one thing Logan Wilson has said. He always runs to the ball. He said, "You run to the ball." something good always happens. And I think that has a lot to do with a lot of his interceptions and stuff. He's always where the ball is. And that's a lot of guys. And, and we got so mad last year of how many missed tackles we had last year. Because guys, there wasn't like multiple guys around there. Hell, there, there's three or four guys getting ready to, to, to tackle the guy. Then here comes another two or three to jump on the pile. So, yeah, we got a lot of high motor guys, high energy guys that are there to to gang tackle and get these guys on the ground. We did not have that last year. Yeah, it's – uh, and Zach Taylor, as much as people do disparage him, and I've said less than savory things about his coaching style in the past, but he has fostered this brilliant atmosphere where everyone in that building wants to run through fucking walls for him. It's beautiful to see. Yep, they like him a lot. I, I got to put another crown set a couple of times. I think it's just just for you. He says, go Florida State. <laughs> I, I, I don't recognize ACC teams. <laughs> I right, get one more comment here, and I'll, I'll, we'll get out of here. Nani says the division is stacked with talented teams. Everyone in the division is at 500 or above. Yeah, it's it's one of the toughest divisions in football. So yeah, like I said, don't get me wrong, Natty. I'm not saying any of this is easy at all. It's not going to be easy to do it, but the Bengals are talented enough to be able to do it, and they're healthy enough to do it. 
and they have a shot to do it. And what else, you know, what else could you ask for? And that's why I always tell Bengals fans, enjoy this. Enjoy where we're at right now because you, you never know. You know, something could happen. I hope not. But enjoy it. Have some fun. All right, Kiers, tell everybody about your podcast again, where they uh, can find you and what you got coming out. Yeah, head over to full10yards.com for all the articles and things like that. Full 10 Yards on every major podcast network, and that includes Spotify, Podcast Republic, etc. And then you can find me, obviously, at the Himbo F10Y on the Twitter, and then at Full 10 Yards and at Full 10 Yards CFB over on the Twitter. Come talk football with us. There you go. I had to ask you, I've been meaning to ask you this. What, 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 I, mean, I might be just be silly here. What's the Himbo? What, what does that mean? So... You know what a bimbo is, right? Yeah, yes, I've heard of them. <laughs> my, my my girlfriend started calling me himbo, which is a word for guys like me who maybe work out a bit too much and are a little bit stupid. I, I, I know a lot about football, but not a lot about much else. <laughs> well, I'm glad you know a lot about football, and I love having you on the show. I'm so happy. I met you that day outside of Bengals practice. I can't wait to do our show next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Karen, yeah, I appreciate always- it, man. Hey, no problem. Kieran's always appreciate you. Who day, brother? All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I love having Kieran's on the show. He is a great dude. He knows a lot about football. You know, he sounds like a guy from Boston. But he, <laughs> I can see, sorry, I'm laughing. I can see him in, in, in the waiting room cracking up laughing at that one. So <laughs> crack myself up. I will, I will probably never forget that. That I thought you're from Boston. Uh, what is it like? I'm going to introduce you as, as Wicked A, uh, Kieran's next time. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds, rounding third, heading for home. And this is just for Kieran because I know he loves this team. The Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> and the Ice Bar. And you can follow me on all my Social media platforms all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Their Twitter handle is Jeff at Jeff A. Trenopole. The TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling the sound off later on here. Put it on the podcast. Make sure you like, rate, review, give me a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. It's on Spotify, BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, you can find it. YouTubers, like I said, I'm at 1,397 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Please help me out. Let's try to get to 2,000 before the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. Again, shout out to my boy, Jimmy. That is awesome. I'm so happy for you, man. You are the nominee for the Bengals Fan of the Year. And I know people ask this, but hey, wife doesn't want to go to the Super Bowl. Hook me up. I'll come with you. (laughs) Anyway, other than that, as my boy. Jeremy, Dimebag D's Nuts likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Let's go watch some Thursday night football. Clowns are going down, and that's just sports, baby. See ya! Sparks 
gonna fly The beast is awake, orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive, who they we ignite and Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up In the jungle, we unite and up Drippin' orange and black and white Who they when we fight, live and die in these stripes Wake up the feast, every damn day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets East side, stand up West side, stand up If you weapon, who they? Time to put your hands up Bingo stripes, we in it New day, new age, yeah, we get it Cincinnati jungle fitted Who they in our house, we win it Orange and black and white, we build it Earn our stripes, you know we kill it Bleed our colors, jungle dripping Nasty natty, yeah